You're listening to the Primary Medicine Podcast with Kevin and Dimitri, bringing you the best in primary care CME that you can use in your everyday practice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Primary Medicine Podcast. My name is Dr. Dimitri. I'm a family doctor and I have a practice in Ottawa, Ontario and Gatineau, Quebec. And I'm also a factory lecturer with McGill. And on today's podcast, we have the return of Dr. Pabani. It's uh, hi, Dr. Pabani Wahid. It's been a while. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me back. I'm doing great. So, how many meters of snow or kilometers of snow did you have to dig out uh, up north where you are right now in Ontario? Actually, today wasn't so bad. We dug about 10 centimeters up on Monday. You you like hockey, right? Sure. And uh, you've probably been to your fair share of hockey, of live hockey games. Yeah, well, I, I try and play as much as possible. And um, have you had one where somebody knocked some teeth out? It, to be honest, that's the one thing I actually haven't seen. Okay. Stitches, gashes, broken noses, ankles. <laughs> <laughs> no teeth? Really? <laughs> no teeth. I, I uh, have to say it's it's odd. <laughs> well, this sort of defeats the lead into the today's topic. I was hoping you might have seen something with broken teeth. But we'll be talking about dental avulsion. And that's just a fancy name of saying that uh, a tooth fell out of the gums or a tooth was usually traumatically pushed out of somebody's gums. And maybe, Wahid, you can talk a bit about why you think it's important for primary care practitioners to know what to do with, with broken teeth. So I can speak from my own colleagues because we live in areas that don't really have access to dental surgeons. We're, we're not in downtown Toronto at the big university centers. So when somebody comes in from a hockey game, for example, and breaks his teeth, you might have to see them in the emergency department because dentists work typically nine to five and there's no one else on call. Yeah, you, you don't uh, always have like an oral surgeon in the hospital, I imagine, in, in these smaller communities up north, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, in, in, fact, in fact, it's interesting you say that because even in, in some of the areas I practice, it's not as easy to find someone. Uh, the interesting about Gatineau is that they do have an oral surgeon on call, but in Ontario, it can be, in Ottawa, it can be on and off. There are some uh, 24-hour dental clinics that exist there, but even then, what happens often is that a patient will come to you before they go see the dentist. So I, th- I thought it would be important to talk about what to do. Now, who's at most at risk, Wahid, to get a dental avulsion or lose a teeth, the tooth? As we mentioned, it's people who usually are in some sort of impact sport, football, soccer, hockey, uh, where you can get jarred in the head, but also usually in children. Now, we do see this in high-end athletes, but typical beer leagues, you don't get that much. Uh, Kids usually go full force, and they usually have looser teeth because their baby teeth are about to fall out. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're not as, uh, they're usually clumsy. No no offense to kids out there, but they're a bit clumsier than than adults, so they tend to fall on their heads a lot. Yeah, so so you tend to see this a lot in uh, ages 7 to 10, but also, as you said, contact sports. But don't forget that contact sports does include things like biking and skiing, actually. Um, You can certainly lose a tooth if you fall on your face. Uh, Some biking injuries can be pretty horrific, actually. Anything where you can fall is essentially a 
a risk for uh, getting your tooth knocked out. Which is pretty much everything except for video game playing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> that's one way to protect yourself from getting a dental avulsion. What's another way? What's another way to prevent these uh, these traumatic injuries to teeth? Well, the best thing is protection. If you wore proper protective gear in whatever endeavor you were pursuing, that would probably be the best thing you could do. Mouth guards, cages, helmets, etc. Yeah, I was reading an article, and I'm not sure how they estimated this, so take it with a grain of salt, but it was saying that mouth guards probably saved 200,000 teeth last year in the U.S., just in the football players. So you can imagine that if you extrapolate this to all contact sports, it seems to be um, something very useful and something I think primary care doctors should talk to their patients about. And I've actually started doing that, especially kids, because losing a tooth can be quite uh, disastrous cosmetically. Uh, by the way, Wahid, which tooth tends to be the most affected? It seems to be the maxillary central incisor. Yeah. Which the third one? Yeah, the, <laughs> the middle. <laughs> I wonder why. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's not the the, the front teeth. It's uh, it's a bit the tooth on the side. I wonder if it's because the the roots aren't as long. But yeah, this, it seems to be the most affected. And unfortunately, it's visible. So if you lose that tooth, it's cosmetically not very pleasing. No, I, and I'm wondering if it has to do with position, right? Because by the time you're hitting your head. You're, you've turned slightly, but maybe not all the way to try and protect yourself. And if you have turned all the way, maybe you have, you're not going to get a tooth knocked out. Right. You, you might be right. Like, cause you, yeah, you sort of go a bit to the side, and if you're not fast enough, that's the one you lose. The thing that's important to talk about when, when we're talking about saving a tooth is that, in, you know, you have the old adage, time is heart and time is whatever, brain, but time is teeth. So the way it works, uh, the dental anatomy, is that uh, the root has actually living cells in it. They're called fibroblasts, which die pretty quickly. Uh, what's the estimated life uh, for the fibroblasts, uh, Wahid. It's give or take about two hours, is it not? Yeah, it's give or take about two hours. And for what I understand is, is the, again, the faster you can you can connect these fibroblasts to the gums, the better. Usually the best is within 30 minutes, which is really fast if you think about it. By the time, especially if the patient is at a hockey game, by the time they get to your office, it's probably been 30 minutes. But there's good success even within two hours. Although from what I understand is after one hour... In most cases, what happens is you might reattach the tooth, but eventually it will fall out, maybe in a couple of months. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have a good survival rate, Not looking at, at the NHL anyways. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should have looked at some pictures of smiling NHL players and seen how many of them have, uh, have all their teeth. However, you know, if a tooth falls out, there are some ways that you can increase the chance of, of the fibroblast surviving. And one of the ways is proper storage. Any any comments on what storage media should be used? Well, if you have proper storage from a uh, dental facility or proper dental storage uh, medium, which I'm sure all the pro athletes and trainers have, but probably not sitting in your kitchen uh, cabinet when you're at home. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> well, not, not in mine anyways. <laughs> I imagine some parents, especially if they have like five or six boys, probably have some of that solution just in case. But in my case, at least things are a bit more uh, more relaxed with only two kids. No, so so you want something that is generally pH balanced to your 
body, right? And something that isn't going to be too acidic or too basic that will uh, erode the, the tooth further. But, but yeah, you're right. You, you want something that's close to the physiological pH and osmolality uh, that you have in the mouth. And it's actually, the best is dental storage medium. You can buy dental storage medium from Amazon. I haven't seen it in the pharmacies. Um, it's called Save a Tooth Solution. Or you can buy something called, called Hank's Balanced Salt Solution, which can be used not just for teeth, but other, other, other um, I guess, living things. And I think it's around $29 to $30. So it's not that expensive. I don't know if it's worth for a clinic to have this. I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess if you have a lot of teeth, teeth avulsions, you might want to buy it. But you can buy it from Amazon. You cannot get it from pharmacies. Uh, I looked in Gatton. I don't know. Have you seen it in any pharmacies uh, on, uh, in Ontario? No. To be honest, I haven't actually uh, looked for it either. I haven't seen it. I actually haven't even seen it in emergency departments. Um, we usually don't carry that sort of stuff because we don't see enough of it, I guess. Right. Yeah, and if you can get that, what you can get at pharmacies that is useful is contact lens saline. So apparently that's, that's pretty close to the physiological pH, and it makes sense. So you can buy that. If you don't have that, you can use milk. You can use soy milk or, in fact, even formula. And if you don't have that, you can use saliva. Uh, so one thing you can do if the kid's mature enough that they won't swallow the tooth is that you can actually get them to hold their teeth in their cheek. However, if the kid is not, you know, if I guess if he's less than five years old, be very careful because they'll, they'll tend to swallow their tooth. It's, it's, it can be hard. Even adults, I can see swallowing their tooth if they keep it in their cheek. And then uh, then you have to x-ray them and figure out what's happening with their tooth. But <laughs> you, you, you might, That's you, a whole other problem or another day. Yeah, it's going to be another uh, full podcast probably, what to do with swollen objects in, uh, in, in children. And if, if they're not mature enough to hold it in their cheek, you can actually get them to spit in the bag. And they have to spit a lot, but kids tend to be able to do that for some reason. And it might even be fun for them. And put it in a Ziploc bag and bring it. Just keep it at uh, warm temperature. So again, best solution is, in fact, storage medium, which you can buy on Amazon. I don't know if it's worth it or not. If you have contact lens saline, that's good. Milk is good. And your own saliva, if, if nothing else. Uh, the other thing that I really quickly want to talk about, maybe you can talk about it, uh, as well, what it is, uh, if it's a primary tooth, like, I mean, we were not dentists, but from what I understand, if it's a primary tooth, it, with some exceptions, they tend not to reattach, right? Correct, yeah. I, I have seen a, a few kids come in that have their uh, not primary tooth, baby teeth not, uh, knocked out, and dentists have said, well, they're going to grow another one anyways. Um <laughs> So then you say, then you have a, like, if you, if you get a primary tooth, you can just relax, I guess. They, exactly. And actually, parents are a lot less uh, concerned. I've had parents come in, oh, yeah, kids forcing around one punch of the other and knocks out a tooth. But they don't come in until days later because, well, it was a baby tooth and again, they'll get another one. Well, why did they come they'll in at all? <laughs> why did they come in at all? Well, well, they came in for other reasons. And then oh, okay. <laughs> I noticed that the smile is uh, a little bit off. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, there's an exception, though. There, which which tooth tends they, they tend to uh, replant, Wahid? Uh, it's the same one, right? Because the uh, roots are a little bit bigger. Yeah, the the, the canine thing. Yeah, some. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the bottom line here is talk to the dentist because they, they decide whether you're replant or not. But uh, be less freaked out if it's a primary tooth. So having said all that, maybe Wahid, you can talk, take us through a step by step. 
treatment of somebody with an involved tooth. Let's say they go through your through your department. Like, how would you approach this? Uh, let's say that the parent has already put it in in uh, in, in saline and they've they've given the tooth. So, what would you do? This is probably equivalent to somebody coming in with a broken bone or needing stitches. The concept's the same. You want to do your best at anesthesia and irrigation. Of course, call your local dentist or oral surgeon first to yeah. see if they can if they can see them. Of course, they are much better at this than we are. And in uh, fact, in, and in fact, I think that's truly they're, they're the only dental emergency that I can think of. I mean, what else is emergent in a, in a dentist's office? Nothing much. So no. call them. Yeah, so you you get you get the tooth, you clean it uh, as best you can. Typically, saline is good. Same with the mouth. You want to clean it and irrigate it and make sure there's no debris or uh, leftover puck or baseball or whatever in there. And then uh, you want to anesthetize the area so you can generally try and do a, a nerve block depending on which side, upper or lower. Uh, again, better done by dentists, but there are merge docs who uh, know how to do this quite well. And then uh, once it's clean, once it's numb, you essentially just put the tooth back in the spot that it came from. So ideally, the holes of the root are still present and you know which uh, direction the tooth goes in and uh, you just put it in and apply pressure lightly just to make sure it fits back into the spot. Yeah, you know, make sure you put it in the right way because yeah, it uh, it would look really bad if it's up if it's the right side up or something. Uh, but yeah, you you put pressure, and that's usually enough to actually uh, stick the tooth to the gums. Um, sometimes you can put a splint, but quite frankly, I have no idea how to do a tooth splint. So I would again leave this to the dentist. Um, I don't know. Have you done tooth splints before? I, I've never done a tooth splint. We, I think once I had to make a little bit of a mouth guard that they could squeeze on until they uh, got to see the dentist. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, you see, because it will protect the tooth. And if they have, if the dentist still see them in a couple of days, then at least the tooth will be protected. And then they can put the splint in. Yeah. Would you prescribe antibiotics in this case? I think so. I think this is the equivalent of having a bite, except it's your own bite. And, you know, there's the literature about dental surgeries causing various weird infections in, in people. So I think in this case, something in the amoxicillin or clavulonic acid kind of family is probably appropriate. Sure. If it's a kid, think about 15 milligrams per kilograms a day uh, total. Usually for, I guess, a 7 to 10 day treatment is, is appropriate. What about tetanus? Of course, I forgot about tetanus, and yes, always get tetanus if they're not up to date. The other thing you could tell them to do the way to see a dentist if they won't see them soon is they could uh, you could prescribe chlorhexidine mouthwash and get them to rinse a couple of times a week because that could prevent infections as well. The bottom line is get them to a dentist ASAP. I mean, one of the issues with 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 nerve blocks and putting your tooth in is if you're dealing with a kid that's young like i can imagine it can be hard to put a needle in some in a five-year-old's mouth and put the tooth back in unless you have experience right so you do yeah, what exactly you, yeah i mean you do what you can you don't want to get your 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 your, your head bitten off i don't know how that is deal with 
younger kids. I guess I'll find out because my uh, my three year old's going to see the dentist uh, soon, so I'm very anxious about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, be safe and do do what you can do. Remember that time is teeth. Uh, so the faster they can see someone, the better. It's probably a good idea to at least know who you can contact in a dental emergency, just in case. I mean, I have a, I have a good idea who I can and get know. And in Ottawa, I should actually find that out. And the other thing is younger teeth tend to do better than, than older teeth. So uh, teenagers and younger kids, their teeth, their secondary teeth uh, tend to be healthier. And they tend to actually stick better. I think... This is one case where, as a family doctor, what you can do is really encourage prevention. So talk to your to your patients, talk to them about using a mouth guard, especially if they're athletes or even people that bike a lot, right? I mean, bikers fall fall down and hit their faces all the time. So that that's something that I've started doing, just uh, going through this topic. Anything else you want to add, Wahid? No, I I, I want to second your uh, prevention is key. And prevention will always be key from a primary care perspective. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you can actually make a bit, at least based on that article in the U.S., you can make a huge difference if you encourage mouth guards. So uh, hopefully this was helpful. Now, before we head off to the holidays, maybe Wahid can talk a bit about our book and our app. I was actually at FMF a couple of weeks ago, and I had a chance, and I, I mentioned this in La Pasca, to meet some residents, talk about our book. Uh, preparing residents for the for their exam, Canadian residents for their exam. So maybe Wahidi can give you can give a bit of uh, of detail. Sure. Yeah. So our new version should be out early 2017. I'm currently finishing up updates on the app, and that should be ready by 2017. And then our Kindle version of the book will be available early in the new year, and uh, the hard copy will be probably the, by the first weekend of the new year. Again, this is more of a Coles notes. It's actually Dimitri and I's notes from our days in residency that we've compiled and made into a more structured form, but it helps with uh, guidance with regards to questions that are commonly asked and, and uh, guiding your studying to the areas that you need. Right, and I have to say the the books, if you like books, they're, they're quite nice. Uh, well, he was able to actually get them really cheap for how many pages you're getting. You can choose the color or the black and white version. And there's some samples on Amazon. And it's all on Amazon. The app is on our website. And the, you can get the Kindle version on Amazon and the actual hardcover and uh, black and white book and colored book on Amazon as well. Uh, they look really good. I was actually quite impressed when I when I saw them, if, I, if, my, if I may so see so myself. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Thank you for joining us again. And uh, good luck with all the sho- uh, snow shoveling that uh, is coming your way. Although it's coming my way as well. I was going to get hit as well. And I hope uh, you have a happy holiday, Wahid. And uh, happy holidays to our listeners as well. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating. Send me an email. Um, and let us know what we can do to improve. Take care. You too. Take care.